Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. This is Lock and Load. Joining me now from Yuma, Arizona, is writer Dean Weingarten. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Bill. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Let's kick off into it, shall we? Let's look at this thing with the uh, Commerce Secretary. They're out there. They, uh, you wrote an article about them refusing to answer chair on firearms export licenses. We heard everybody heard about this. So tell me, right. tell me what you found out about this. Well, it just you know, came out of the blue. I guess it's not too surprising that the Biden administration would just decide that they were going to stop allowing export licenses of firearms from the United States. I mean, when I look at it, it appears to me that the purpose is to hurt United States firearms manufacturers doesn't seem to have much other purpose. And so when the Republicans gained the uh, House, uh, some actions were put into place, and the Republican chairman of the Committee on Oversight, because now it's a Republican chair committee, sent a request to the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, and asked, what's going on? Please explain to us why you did this and how it's supposed to work. I mean, how it's supposed to be beneficial. I mean, it's a straightforward thing. The House, which is supposed to control the purse springs, is asking an executive in the Biden administration, we saw what you did here. Please explain it. And she just refused to do so. Now, it had a 90-day a um, period on it, and she just ignored it, essentially. And then, and he had put, um, I think about, let's see, it was on November 20th. Yeah, he put about three weeks on the, uh, of a time limit on it. And when she didn't respond, uh, he said, well, we're going to give you a little bit more time. Um, we're going to give you until January 26th. And then he said, but if that doesn't, you know, if you don't reply by then, we'll consider using other measures, uh, compulsory processes, I meaning they'd force them to. But the Biden administration just ignored them. And then the uh, they didn't really do anything in the House. Now, the 90-day measure was supposed to run out shortly thereafter, 
So maybe they thought, well, we've, we've made a show of doing something. And even though we got nothing about it, since it's going to run out, um, we're not going to do anything more. It used to be, I mean, I remember this, and I suspect you remember this too, having been in the military, Bill, is that when you heard there was a congressional investigation, everybody hopped to oh, yeah. and did everything they could oh, to yeah. get it taken care of right away. Because congressmen held the power of the purse. They controlled appropriations. And so if you didn't do what they said, they might not fund your program. So naturally, everybody just, uh, when a congressman or a congressional committee asked for information, they said, yes, sir, how much do you want right now? I mean, I remember that that was top priority when we got a, a request for something like that. And sometimes it was very short order. You had to get stuff out in under 24 hours. And it was just, everybody jumped. Yes, they have the authority. We are going to do it, everything we can to meet their request right now. Well, we don't have that anymore. Now, especially with the Biden administration, an administration official, when they get a request from Congress, will just go, oh, well, uh, we think we're doing the right thing or, we don't have to respond. I mean, they'll just fluff them off. They won't give substantive information. And this, in this administration, the Biden administration, I believe is the most hostile to the Second Amendment and to firearms and firearms owners in general of any I have ever seen. It is, they just seem to be looking for ways to hamstring firearms owners and, and firearms, uh, the firearms industry. Now, I'm going to add something that I just read about recently, which shows how idiotic this is. I don't know if you, Alpha, I may write an article about it, about this. I haven't written it yet. But have you seen this? There's been some headlines saying, Gun stores, which sell the most crime guns, uh, restricted by the ATF. Have you seen that? I have not seen that, but it... Uh, um... What they have done, and this is just utterly stupid, the ATF looked at the trace requests they get for firearms. Now, trace requests depend on a whole lot of things. If a firearm is required, requ- um, recovered, that was stolen, or they think was stolen, they'll do a trace on it to see if they can figure out who the owner was. If there is a crime, you know, uh, where they catch somebody, this is a rare event, in the middle of a the shootout, they'll trace the firearms to see who owns them. And if the uh, person with the firearm legitimately could own that firearm or not. Or if they catch somebody who's a prohibited possessor, they'll trace a firearm, uh, again, to determine ownership if they can. So they, they may, for example, <clears throat> stop someone in a car and they say, let's use a common uh, 
cause, we'll say, uh, they smell marijuana. Right. And they say, oh, well, we smell marijuana. Therefore, we can search the car, see if there's any marijuana paraphernalia. And when they search the car, they find a handgun under the seat. And then they, when they're looking up the information on the person who is driving the car, they find they have a felony record. Well, they're not allowed to have them. So they, because they found this uh, handgun, they do a trace on the serial number to see who owned it, where it came from. So you can see there's a lot of reasons why a firearm may be traced. Oh, what also happens if somebody at one of these gun turn-in events turns in a gun, generally they trace all of the serial numbers from a turn-in event. So, lots of reasons for tracing. So what this, what this so-called study was is the ATF looked at firearms traces and they segregated them into which dealers had sold the firearms in the first place. And then they said... If any dealer has sold 25 firearms in the last three years, which were traced, we're going to put many more restrictions on that dealer. Let me get you to hold right there, if you will. We'll catch up on the rest of the story when we get back. This is from Amelan.com, one of Dean's latest. This is Lock and Load. Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the weapons of wit. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one, and he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins, spanning across decades, is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see? Advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Welcome back. Talking to Dean Weingarten, talking, listening about the ATF and their uh, trace scheme that he was telling me about. Tell me more about the trace scheme. We were just getting to the yeah. good part. So they're looking at how many traces were done of firearms by dealer. I mean, not that the dealer did the traces, but the dealer sold a firearm which was later traced. And they basically that what they said was if a dealer has had, has sold guns in the last 25 years, not 20, excuse me, three years, where 25 of the firearms were traced from that dealership in the last three years, we're going to put special restrictions on them. But this makes no sense at all, because it's, there's a huge difference in how many guns are traced if the dealer is in the middle of rural Wisconsin or next to downtown Milwaukee. 
because there's a lot more thefts around downtown Milwaukee. So a lot more guns are going to be recovered from criminals. And if you are a Cabela's and you sell thousands and thousands of guns in a year, the chances of you selling 25 guns, which are traced, are pretty high. But if you're a little gun shop in the village of Hayward, Wisconsin, and you sell 200 guns a year, your chances of having 25 guns traced over three years is very small. But it has nothing to do with whether you're following protocols or not paying attention to straw buyers. It's merely the volume of firearms that you are selling. So what the Obama administration is doing, they are saying anybody who sells a large volume of firearms next to a major urban area where there's lots of crime, we're going to put special restrictions on. Not because they did anything wrong, but because that's the nature of reality. I mean, it's utterly stupid. Um, You can't stop criminal activity by putting more restrictions on gun dealers. Uh, And you're picking out, it's very selective enforcement that has nothing to do with what the dealers do. It has everything to do with how successful they are as selling guns and the level of crime in their area. Now, that's kind of an aside, but it's part of what we see as this pattern that the Biden administration doesn't like firearms. They don't like people who own firearms, unless maybe they're Democrats. And so they are looking for any way they can to punish people who buy guns, who sell guns, who own guns. Now, part of the problem with this, and this article that's at MLN was about how the Biden administration just suddenly decided to stop export of American firearms to countries overseas. And it's just arbitrary. doesn't seem to have any significant reason to it, except to hurt American gun owners. And we have experienced that it used to be, because Congress controlled the purse strings, controlled the funding, that when there was a query by Congress, everybody jumped to give them the information they want. But in this administration, it's just the opposite. Congress can ask for information all they want, and the administration simply ignores them or fluffs them off or gives them a meaningless report saying, well, it wasn't convenient on Tuesday last week. We were kind of busy. So maybe sometime in the next Friday that falls on uh, the 25th, we might be able to give some information if it's convenient. Now, I'm exaggerating, and, and it's satire that I'd like people to know. But essentially, that's what they're doing. And the willingness of administrative bureaucracies to snub congressional inquiries is a serious flaw in the structure of our republic. It shows that something has gone very wrong. And the thing that went wrong, I believe, is when Biden, excuse me, when Obama first got elected, the Congress and the presidency, you know, there was this financial crash of the housing market. 
And instead of working out a budget where every um, every bureaucracy had a number and they were held to account for what they spent by members of Congress, they put everything into this continuing resolution. And then they don't make a budget and they don't act on this until the next time a continuing resolution comes up. And then we must pass the continuing resolution right away or the government will stop. Pass the resolution, pass the resolution, pass the resolution. And so nobody and very, very few people in Congress know what's in those continuing resolutions. And so essentially you just get the same thing going on over and over again, plus a percent to bureaucrats who are doing maybe exactly the opposite of what the people want them to do. And Congress no longer has any significant control over those bureaucrats. Hmm. And, of course, we... uh... Well, I I, 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 I think... Johnson, Johnson, the new um, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, and several there are trying to reinstitute a actual budget process where Congress has control. But it's being soundly opposed by all the bureaucratic agencies and the uh, executive branch, including the presidency, and all the Democratic Party members, and a few Republicans, too. Go ahead. If you want a reason, it's because it works for them. They get to claim, we have no responsibility. We can't do anything. We had to pass the resolution. The government has to be funded. Well, not our fault. It's a good way to abandon responsibility. Right. And dodge responsibility. Go ahead. What What, what, what did you just say? What was that? I said it's a good way for people in the Congress to dodge right. responsibility. Right. They can claim, look, we gave you all this money, but the way it's spent, well, we have nothing to do with that. Okay. We just voted for the continuing resolution. We can't do anything else. Well, you know, as far as Congress is concerned, my, my first thing with Congress would be, um, I don't even understand why we care about what they do anymore, because they very clearly can't do anything. They've sort of failed, haven't they? Well, it's been designed that way. I mean, they had some control over the budget process up until 2008. And they haven't had virtually any control over the budget process since then. And I think it's it's been deliberately designed that way. And we are people who try to institute controls are attacked. I mean, not physically attacked, but lots of money and effort is spent to get those people out of Congress. Well, hang on right there, if you will. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. For over 25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, 
Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. USA News Update. According to a recent poll by Monmouth University, illegal immigration is the number one concern among voters. The survey found a significant number of voters perceive the issue as highly problematic. Across party lines, 8 in 10 Americans view illegal immigration as at least somewhat serious. As lawmakers rush to avert a partial government shutdown, border funding and aid to Ukraine have emerged as significant hurdles. House Speaker Mike Johnson underscored that border security remains the primary focus for Republicans, prioritizing it over any spending measures related to Ukraine or Israel. In February, consumer confidence dropped. The Consumer Confidence Index, as reported by the Conference Board, dropped by nearly four points following three consecutive months of improvement. The board's chief economist attributed the decline in February to persistent uncertainties surrounding the U.S. economy. John Schaefer, USA News. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe. But some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs that can cause Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Mice searching for sources of food can spread bacteria and disease. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can transmit illnesses like West Nile virus and Zika virus. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home and can leave behind allergens that trigger asthma attacks. Stinging insects attack in defense of their nests and send more than half a million people to the emergency room every year. Household pests are a threat to our health. Learn what you can do to protect your family at pestworld.org. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492 800-509-4492 That's 800-509-4492 
This is Lock and Load. We're talking to Dean Weingard. Now we're going to shift over to Louisiana, which Louisiana, Louisiana is supposed to be the 29th state to pass uh, permitless slash constitutional carry, although they may very well be the 28th because I'll probably beat my state. But uh, Yeah, that's really fascinating because South Carolina came very co- is very close yeah. to passing constitutional carry. They have a bill. It's different versions of the bill have been passed both in the House and in the Senate. The Senate bill wasn't as good as the House bill. The House House said, essentially, it's not good enough. We want our bill, which they then sent back to the Senate. And the Senate essentially said, no, we want our bill. And so that's when they form a conference committee. Uh, the um, members of the House for the conference committee have already been named. We haven't seen any names, I haven't yet, for members of the Senate side of the conference committee. So it's just sitting there. Now, the, the how to put it, the cynical part of me says, oh, they're just going to kill the bill by not ever putting it to a conference committee or delaying as much as they can until it's too late to get anything done this year. But the um, majority leader in the Senate, Massey, who, by the way, opposed constitutional carry for a long time, has said, oh, yeah, we want to get something done. We should be able to get this done by the end of April. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Right. So that's why South Carolina is looking iffy, even though both houses passed a version, permitless carry, we can call it that, and McMaster, Governor McMaster, said that he would sign one. So you go, well, both houses passed a version, and McMaster said he would sign one. Why don't we have one? Well, because they're playing games. That's, and we've seen lots of bills die because people play games. And usually when they play those games, it's because they want to kill the bill. Uh, so that's... You know, I just thought I'd give that backdrop to South Carolina. Now, on the other side, we have Louisiana. Louisiana is a pretty pro-Second Amendment state. I mean, I didn't realize it until I really started studying what was going on there. They have overwhelming majorities of Republicans in both the House and the Senate. In 2021, they passed a constitutional carry bill, permitless carry, by large margins, I mean veto-proof margins, in both the House and the Senate. But Governor Bell Edwards was in office, a Democrat. He called himself a moderate Democrat, but he was still a Democrat. And he vetoed the bill, and the governor in Louisiana has a lot of power. And he was able to do enough um, these legislative terms, arm twisting and promises of office or whatever. They had a lot of stuff he could offer. You know, well, you know, we need somebody on this commission that pays one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. You don't really have to do anything. Um, you know, I'm making up a, an example, but there are things like that in most states. And so they were able to defeat. Uh, the attempt to override the veto in 2021. 
But in 2022, excuse me, 2023, Louisiana voters elected Governor Jeff Landry, a Republican. And Governor Landry has promised to sign a constitutional carry bill, permitless carry, if it reaches his desk. And in the Senate, Louisiana Senate, just a few days ago, they passed a permitless constitutional carry bill. I think it's better than the one in South Carolina generally, from what I read of it. On a vote of 28 to 10, and all the Republicans voted for the bill. And I don't think any Democrats, maybe one Democrat voted for it. Um, and that was on February 22nd. So it's a week, a week ago, a little less, less than a week ago. And that bill was then sent to the House. Now, there's a, another bill in the House already, put up sort of a sister bill. It's very close. There, and there didn't appear to me, and I read both of them, there didn't appear to be much in the way of differences between the two bills. I would expect it very likely that the House would pass the Senate bill because there just isn't much in the way of differences. And in 2021, I think it was like 70 to 26 or, uh, vote in favor of the bill. Well, in 2023... The Republicans gained two seats in the Louisiana House. Instead of 71 Republicans and uh, 33 Democrats, there was one empty slot. There are now 73 Republicans and 32 Democrats. And all of the seats were up for election in 2023. So the Republicans gained two seats. I expect them to pass a permitless or constitutional carry bill. It was very popular. In 2021, they have two more people in office now in the House. So it seems unlikely they will not pass uh, a constitutional carry bill. And then Governor Landry has said that he will sign a constitutional carry bill. So, you know, the timing on these things is always hard to know precisely. I've seen when constitutional carry went through in North Dakota, it was passed by one house. I think three days later, it was passed by the other house. Within a day and a half, it went to Governor Noam, Christy Noam, who signed it. It was less than a week from when it passed the first house until Governor Noam signed it. That's very fast in legislative terms. Now, that's my memory, and you know, memory is faulty, but I, that's what I recall. So Louisiana has a very Second Amendment-friendly government at the moment. It's a Republican trifecta. That is, they have supermajority in the House, they have supermajority in the Senate, and they have a Republican governor. So if you're ever going to pass it, this would be a good time to do it. So then we get into timing. When you know a bill is going to pass, when you're very confident of it, then you start, and I'm speaking from somebody, say, in the governor's office. Then you look for what's the maximum political advantage I can gain by signing it at a particular time. 
is there some major event coming up where I can get a lot of publicity? If I wait too long, might there be some horrific event that's used by the media to try to stop the bill? So maybe I should sign it quick before I have to worry about something like that happening. You can see the kind of political calculations that go into effect. And even if you're not absolutely trying to maximize everything, it just takes time to put a photo op together. So you have to inform all the people, we're going to have a bill signing ceremony on this date. We're going to be signing these bills. Um, now, that can only happen after the legislature has passed the bill and sent it to the governor's desk. So we know that we don't know any dates like that right now. But what I'm saying, there are reasons why it just doesn't happen one, two, three in the same afternoon. There are processes that have to be gone through. There are political calculations that are being made. And there are administrative decisions that take time. So all of those mean we don't know exactly when the constitutional carry bill, the permitless carry bill in Louisiana will pass. But I'm highly confident that it will pass. I give it about a 90% possibility. Let me let me get you to hang on right there. One more break. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, 
Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply, plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Last time on the firing line. This is Lock and Load. Talking to Dean Weingarten. Uh, just uh, finishing up talking about Louisiana, then moving on. Please do, sir. Okay, well, what we have is Louisiana is very likely to pass constitutional carry or permitless carry fairly soon. Uh, then, uh, you know, we may or may not get South Carolina. I think there's still a good chance. I'd give it about a 65% chance of passing there. If Louisiana passes it, they will be the 28th state with either constitutional carry or permitless carry. Is when a, when most adults in a state can carry a loaded handgun in most places without having to ask the government for permission. So constitutional carry continues to spread over much of the country. And I believe that that trend will continue until Almost all the countries. Before you move on to the uh, Silencer Central story, have you seen, like in South Carolina, a lot of law enforcement seems to be against permitless carry, despite what we know about it, despite it being in 27 other states. They seem to think that this endangers them in some way. Um, I've seen it every single state that has reformed the law to restore constitutional carry. You get some people in law enforcement. Now, one of the big powers of the media is to decide who they're going to quote and how often. And the media, the dominant old media, doesn't like constitutional carry at all. So they can always find a few people in law enforcement who will say it's a bad idea. But what they ignore is that it's happened in 
26 states now because Vermont always had it. So it, it isn't like you can say they changed. Right. And they've always had one of the lowest crime rates in the country. Uh, but in the 26 states that have changed, it's always this narrative of blood in the streets. Terrible things will happen if you pass it. And then it passes. And then nothing happens. And then they ignore it. So that's the situation. All right. I was just curious about that because here, here, uh, there's a lot of people I know that are normally very logical people. And, uh, they cannot wrap their heads around that it would make law enforcement safer rather than more, put them at more risk. They can't wrap their heads around it. They, they believe. And when you ask them, and I don't know if you noticed, but one of the things, one of the holdups here is that Governor, Governor McMaster, McMaster, he liked the, the, the Senate version because of right. Amendment 36. And he said this was going to stop uh, revolving door crime from occurring with guns. But see, uh, you know, what what's he saying? I think the details of that, I think there can be a compromise in the conference committee because you could put sentencing enhancements on criminal carry of firearms. Sure. And not put in the poison pills that people objected to with Amendment 36. Like there was an part of, I think it was part of Amendment 36, might have been another amendment, but I think they were wrapped up. There was a requirement that people who had a firearm stolen or lost had to report it within, I don't know, X number of days, seven days, 30 days, whatever it was. And there's, that's just a bad idea. People ask, why is it a bad idea? Because it's part of making sure the government knows who may, who legally has firearms and who does not. If you have gun registration and somebody comes to your house and says, hand over the guns, or more likely, they send you a letter or an email and says, uh, you're not uh, allowed to have guns anymore. Turn them in by, uh, you know, March 17th. And if you don't turn them in, we're going to cite you in court and then put out a summons for your uh, warrant for your arrest. And if we can't get you, then we're going to cancel your driver's license. And, uh, you know, or maybe we will uh, have uh, your bank account frozen. I mean, there's a lot of ways they can do it without sending somebody to your house to get the guns. And if you say, well, I don't have those guns anymore. They were lost or stolen years ago. Well, with this law, then they go to the plan B. Why, if you didn't report it, you've committed a felony. So this is so this is to keep everybody from having the unfortunate uh, canoeing accidents. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I believe it's for. It it doesn't serve much other purpose at all. Uh, and I think that's why it was put in there. It was a poison pill to try to stop the bill. So I I think a compromise can be worked out in the conference committee where you take out something like that, but you say, well, we're going to have, if somebody is caught illegally carrying a firearms for the second time, it becomes a felony, you know, something like that. I think that's very possible. I guess we'll see. I don't, I, I don't claim it'll happen. I am not an expert on the internal uh, politics inside the South Carolina. Senate no, even, the, even the people that work in politics in South Carolina are not experts on that. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's a difficult subject. 
yeah. think I probably understand more than most because I've been covering this and writing out and talk to some of the people involved. But, yeah, it's not anywhere near a clear-cut, obvious process as you'd think. It's Byzantine. It's busy. There's lots of personalities involved. There's lots of money involved. There's lots of political choices involved. So it gets very complex. So, But they've been trying to pass constitutional carry for over 10 years. Right. And this is the closest they've got. And it's pretty close. Well, in the little bit of time we got left, if you would be so kind, tell me about this kid, Brandon Maddox. He looks like a very, very uh, interesting young fella. Well, I think he's got a great photographer. <laughs> okay. I looked at that photograph and I said, wow, that's a great photograph of Brandon Maddox. He's uh, he's about 50 years old. Right. And he's just a brilliant salesman, a, a brilliant um, manager, a brilliant entrepreneur. I mean, Brandon Maddox and Silencer Central is is a quintessential American success story. Now, what happened, I mean, first off, and I I did this piece in part to lay the foundation for a series of articles that I'm going to do about Maddox and Silencer Central and the ancillary businesses that go with it. Because he and Silencer Central have come to dominate the silencer slash suppressor market which is regulated under the National Firearms Act, the NFA. And that and most people understand that those devices uh, require someone to pay a $200 tax. They have to get fingerprints taken. They have to fill out numerous forms. They have to send them off. The whole process takes a ridiculous amount of time. I think it's right now it's about nine months. Think about it. Is there any other consumer product that you have to wait nine months to get government permission to buy? That's why I don't it's own a can. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Brandon Maddox, and I'm going to just, because we don't have much time, I'm just going to give a brief summation. He figured out a way to remove most of the pain for you to buy a silencer. Essentially, he says, look at the stuff we have. Decide if you want to buy a silencer. If you decide to buy one, we will help you. Uh, once you make the decision, call us up. We'll tell you what information we need. Um, you don't have to send us all the money now, but in order to get the process started, we have to have a silencer in stock with a serial number. So once you decide what you need, tell us what you want, give us a little money down, and then we will start the process and we'll get everything going. And they will send you like a, a kit to get your own fingerprints. Um, and they will do as much as they can, possibly electronically. And once you give them the information they need, you just sit back and wait. And they give you updates as everything happens by email. And then when it's all done, they send you the suppressor to your door. Deliver it. And they have That's now got offices in all 42 states where suppressors are legal so they can handle everything from their headquarters in um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, yep. and they can get all the tra 
the suppressors transferred through their local offices because they have one in every state. That's where it's legal. And that has to and be the last word because we just ran out of time. Dean, thank you for joining me again. It's always a pleasure, Bill. Yes, sir. Find all this stuff at AmmoLand.com. Back again in 21 hours. Remember this between now and then. Never been about gun control. Not once, not ever. Has been, always going to be about total control. This has been Lock and Load. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com.